Remember that Harry Potter where they where they bomb Pearl Harbor? <laughs> It's August 25th, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 59. And dialing all 10 digits, I'm Abel Kirby. And posing like JoJo's going out of style, I'm Cold Acid. And from southern New Hampshire, where I just got a brand new pair of shoes, I'm Casey. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! Welcome Special back! Guest. Yeah, welcome back, Casey. And to, to uh, your return to the show, I do have a toast. No, my toast is actually just me opening a can, but it is also <laughs> Bud Light Platinum, so I want to also apologize Ooh. for that. <laughs> well, it's the Platinum, yeah. so, you know, it kind of balances out. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, but... <laughs> it's a little less shit than usual, right? Mm. Yeah. And I got here Pear Cider Eden Grove, which is the one that I've been putting off for a while because it's the one that I don't like. Oh, yeah. Really? That sounds delicious to me. I love pear. I love a good pear cider, too. I, but not that It's just that, that Eden Grove doesn't make a good one. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. What do you got, Casey? I got a, a bottle of Dasani that I've refilled several times throughout the day today. <laughs> refilled with vodka? Refilled with uh, Brita filter water Aha. from my Brita filter. There you go. And it was significantly better than the original Dasani water that was in there. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> don't anybody, well, I mean, anybody all that tell bottled you water that water is doesn't just, have a taste. Yeah. All that... All that bottled bottled water is just uh, is just municipal water from one place or another. Anyways, it's all bullshit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bottled water is a scam. It's a scam. Good job. There we go. I don't know what that sample was about. Yeah. But... Yeah, we get some news to talk about today. I found out right before we started the show. Sorry. I've got the uh, the tech news lead. I'm sure this is what everyone's going to be talking about. Uh, it's a FCC notice about ten digit dialing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people are on the edge of their seat to find out about this one. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is old news to me. We've been doing this for decades in Canada. Well, in uh, some places like New Hampshire, you can still make a local phone call by only dialing the seven digits, and you don't have to dial all ten digits all the time. But that will soon change in some areas, effective August, uh, October twenty fourth uh, this year. So it's coming up. The uh, North American Numbering Plan Administrator is uh, changing the scheme, and the driving force behind it is there's two things. One, they're running out of uh, numbers, uh, and so they want to make everyone have to dial it at an area code so they can disambiguate you know, local numbers. Even if you're in the same area, you might still have to dial the area code uh, to, to get where you're trying to call. But the other thing is they have this new 988 National Suicide Hotline, and there's a lot of local exchanges that have 988 in their local exchange, and actually a lot of them is 82 area codes in 35 states is what the uh, the document says. And if you're in one of these unfortunate areas, which Casey includes the 603 area code in, uh, in New Hampshire, and it also includes some other places that I've lived, uh, then you will have to start dialing 10 digits to call the local pizza place, even though it's right down the street and you dialed seven digits for decades or longer. Now, wait a second, because I read through this and what you just said doesn't make sense to me. So... These are new numbers that are going to be put in place, right? No, they're, so, the, the old numbers, you're going to have to get the same, to ring the same phone you used to ring by dialing seven digits, you're going to have to dial ten digits. 
And there's advisories out. T-Mobile made an advisory text to me about this, too, uh, earlier today. Not the 603, though. The 603 is the the additional code, right? Yeah. So if if you lived in an area where you had a 603 phone number and you're calling someone else with a 603 phone number, you used to only have to dial seven digits. No, because... Yeah, because you would you drop off the six hundred three and then dial the other seven digits. Yeah, but that's going away in some places. The f- the whole they're list. replacing six hundred three in some places with nine eight eight. They're not replacing. No, they're not replacing. Or these new numbers. You're not allowed it's to omit that, it. No. Now to call your neighbor, you're still gonna have to dial six hundred three and then their seven digits. You know, I am so dumb. <laughs> I'm re- looking at the notes and I'm reading bullet point two, and I am completely uh, yeah. not grasping the fact that that 988 was something separate. <laughs> yes. You're not going to dial 988. Oh. If you dial 988, <laughs> then it connects you to the suicide hotline. Yeah, I see that. I thought you were saying they were like, you know how you used to be able to tell if somebody had the original, you know, three digits of the seven yeah. and whether they were from a new development that came in, you knew they had, they had the new number. Because if it was the local exchange or whatever. Yeah. Y- yeah. 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 You could tell if whether someone has been around for a while or if they were new. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, um, yeah, so I'll go ahead. Cole. So now all those people in those, in those areas, they're going to, they're going to go like, they're going to dial like nine, eight, eight, one, two, three, four. And it's like, National suicide hotline. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma? Yeah, that's going to be really annoying because it, not even just the dialing, but we're all everyone's going to have to update the numbers in their phones, right? If you if you wow. don't so, program in the full 10-digit yeah. number, then you probably will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then again, most people I think do program in the the full 10-digit number on their cell phones anyways. I don't know. I have yeah. to check. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I have nothing to talk about. And I can't believe I know I got that, that mixed I up. I know that the cell but. the cell networks have been supporting ten digit dialing even in seven digit areas since like at least the early nineties. Yeah, it's uh oh well it's like IPv4 run out of numbers, man. And as Darren O in the <laughs> chat says, suicide hotline, it's basically a dating service. You can call one eight hundred two seven three talk for hot talk. All right, so I guess I need to start volunteering for the local suicide line. Oh no! Ooh, that's uh. I think we're tra- there's a word you're for that. It's to called- talk people out of committing suicide. If, if you're gonna, if yeah, so some girl calls in. She's ready. To- well, if you're gonna kill yourself anyway, want to go for one last fling? Casey, step away from the knife. No. I can hear it on your. <laughs> I I heard the gun loading. Just put it down. Don't do it. <laughs> Oh, and boy. and yeah, bonus points to whoever whoever gets the reference there. <laughs> oh man! With like trying to pick somebody up while when they're about to commit suicide. It really sounds like a. Um... Oh God, was that? Are you making a reference to uh, sexy losers? Yes, yes, oh, I am. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! That's a throwback. Oh my God! Oh, I mi- I miss that. It was it was like so sick and hilarious. Oh God! So what? This was what a ninety late nineties web comic. <laughs> Is that even late nineties early two thousands? Whatever. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely a a somewhere between R and X rated uh, web comic uh, comedy, and uh, they found it. I think the guy who ran it was what was his name? Hard was his name. <laughs> And they said, oh, it turns out Hard, he's a, and then he changed his name to Clay because they found that he was a school teacher <laughs> and they said, uh, we don't want him working at the school if he's uh, writing this. So we stopped writing it. Oh, well. Oh, shit. The site's still up. That's crazy. Holy shit. 
Not only the site's latest one posted November 26, 2020. Oh my He's god. Still fucking out of it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, in uh in shitty uh I guess it's not shitty. It's some funny stuff in there. Fun gags. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, definitely definitely not definitely not for anybody who is under the age of 18 has a has a light stomach or is easily triggered. Oh my god. Yeah. Because and anybody who is anybody who is all three of the above is going is going to be calling their lawyer well, vomiting and shaking <laughs> uncontrollably all at the same time. Oh my god. Well, we had some uh some other uh, news. I've been out across the country driving around the yeah, Midwest. Yeah, you and Larry yeah. both, huh? Yeah, Larry was out on a different part of the country. He was down in the southwest, uh, I think. For most yeah, of his, yeah, he he tends he tends to do his drives through the desert areas, from the sounds of things. Yeah, well, I was driving through cornfields for most of it. There's a lot of corn out there, man. Let me tell you. No, I got the total length of the trip was uh, 2,863 miles, and that was the full loop. And so I hit out. Nice. Uh, uh, I lit out and hit uh, Indianapolis, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I was in Sioux Falls for a couple days. I swung around to Minneapolis and hung out with uh, with Boobery. Who's in the chat? Yeah. Hey, boobs, what's up? Um, I ended up staying in Saint Ignis, uh, which is the upper peninsula of uh, the upper peninsula of that state. <laughs> uh, why am I blanking on the name? And then uh, of Michigan, and then I took the uh, the long route all the way down from the upper peninsula back to Maryland in a day. And uh, the drive was nice. actually pretty good. Uh, it, it was not as long as I thought it would be. You, to to basically go from you know cold acids. <laughs> Back door, not quite, you know, not that far, but then uh, to get all the way down and uh, in back to my apartment down here, it was only something like 12 hours. A couple tanks of gas, it was nothing. How long were you gone the whole time? Uh, Just a couple days? Seven days, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think I did uh, five cities in seven days, something like that. I mean, some of them were, were cities, some of them were just places, you know. It was fun, yeah. So I'm out... Um, Checking places out. I'm thinking about moving up there, and uh, I I have a open application because I resigned from my job, and I'm looking for the next thing to do. So I went to Indeed.com, and I put my resume up, and I thought it would be fun to uh, keep track of some of the the job offers because as soon as you update your your resume on there, you start getting emails. So I've been getting emails from people trying to get me to work shitty jobs I don't want to work. It's um, tell us some of those. Yeah. Okay. So we got um. One was a uh, French multinational rail transport company wants to, they, I got an off, not an offer, but a, uh, an offer to come talk to the recruiter about it. I said, I don't know. I guess they, mm. they're a high-speed train manufacturer, so maybe I could do that. I got one from Black & Decker. <laughs> oh, my God! Woo! Listen to that horn! Yeah. I got, a, uh, I got a nag from Black & Decker saying, come apply. We want you in our product development team. Uh, to, I guess, prototype new tools. And apparently they like the idea that I have some brushless DC motor experience. So they say, yeah, we need you in the... We want you to apply for the job and then, you know, take a shitty wage to do work you don't like. Uh, so I don't think eh. I'll be following up on any of these. There was another one, which is an engineering staffing agency. God. I, yeah. I just hate staffing yeah, agencies. Fuck, the, fuck those. Fuck those because it's not real work. Yeah, I'm not interested in any of this this crap. And then, you know, the other one was some other industrial... Like, uh, it's a staffing agency where they're going to pick you up, and then you're going to do, like, preventative maintenance on pipelines. 
for uh, twenty-two bucks an hour and uh, fly around for half your uh, half your life doing it. I don't know. Yeah, it's... no, I don't think so. So this yeah. is no. The... That's a, that's a big no. So the, yeah, they're all no's. But uh, I think it was kind of fun. If anything interesting pops up, I might even just bring it up on the podcast. It's uh, at least I'm not getting oh, the calls oh. from Comcast that I used to get. Oh. <laughs> Last time I went around, people would look at my. <laughs> My resume, and somehow they got the idea that, oh, you're microwave technician, microwave radio guy. Yeah, you know what you should be doing? Comcast installs. No. <laughs> Hell no. So, I don't know. No, That's... if you're doing microwave shit, you shouldn't be installing Comcast. You should be, like, installing links between, like, different spots in a city or, like, between cities, right? Working up a fucking tower. No, I don't fucking climb towers, man. That's <laughs> I do uh, R&D. Product development, testing, you know, in the ah, labs shit. Okay, yeah. Don't climb those stinking towers. Come on. And that's for the plebs, huh? That's, yeah. I got out of that one. I, I don't ever want to do that. That's I Look, I've been up some of these towers. I've climbed a fair share of tall ladders before. And uh, it's, you know, I, I don't have a fear of heights anymore because I've been doing it often enough. But it's just not, it's not for me. I've seen the people who are good at it. And yeah. they, they're the right ones for that job. I'm not the right one for that job. There's people who climb all over these things. Ah, well. By the way, I hear I hear that not only have you been getting around, but you've been getting around. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been doing yeah, podcasts. Yeah, a lot of guest appearances lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. well, let's uh, get, get this crap out of the way so we can move on with the show. Uh, I, I was on um, Honk Story as a guest. Yeah, I listened to that one. That was yep. 2, 2.11. Yeah. Um, I was trying to get my mom to call on the show, and she wouldn't. She said she she was too uh, nervous, is what she said. Oh. You just drink. I you didn't turn. drink enough first. That's that's all you need is a good stiff drink, and then you're ready to call the smoker. Yeah, or three or four. Then if you're you, really if ready. If you even need that, if you're all if you're already drunk or high or just <laughs> crazy like me, then like just dial right in. <laughs> um, they had their uh, episode two eleven was ye canny, I think ye canny, and then they had their newest episode was two twelve global ye canny. Um, was NA also, was a was a site of a big battle in history too. Uh, I was also on Up Is Down uh, episode one hundred and four, but we recorded that a little while ago. Been uh, eh, it's been sitting in the hopper for a while. I'm glad that one finally came out. Uh, I got some good feedback. Like people messaged me and said they really liked it. So I don't know. It's, I guess it's good. Check out Up Is Down with Dean Reiner. And thanks to him for uh, taking my call. I I, uh, I sent him a message and said I wanted to just talk to him on his show, and he he hooked me up. So nice. Uh, what else do we got for podcasts? Um, behind well, this... oh, last ahead. night, last night was hundredth episode of uh, Bull After Bull. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I listened to a good deal of it, but eventually I realized that it was like two hours past my bedtime <laughs> already, and I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to stop now. <laughs> That's uh, listening to some of these late night shows live. I can't do it. It's just. And I've, I've told Spencer that straight up. I can't listen to your show all the time. I'm sorry. I'll catch it when I can, but yeah, I can't listen to it all and, the time. I mean, these a lot of these shows are best when you get to listen live, but I mean, I mean, like, at the same time, I got to work the next day, unfortunately. Uh, just to close out the segment so we can move on, maybe we can do something with Casey instead of just me talking the whole time. Because <laughs> uh, we do have a guest today. Uh, we had Behind the Schemes was on earlier this week. Uh, Lavish did a solo episode that was f- over five hours? 
It was That's a very long, long episode yeah, I, I, <laughs> for a solo podcast. It was amazing. So I caught a couple of those hours live, and I caught another hour of it later on after it posted. But, man, he was killing it. Rocking and rolling. 469 minutes, 53 seconds. Whatever that ends up being. You. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I like a podcast. But if it's just hours and hours and hours of just long, rambling conversations... <laughs> Or no conversations. <laughs> it's, oh, I you, just, would, I can't, you would not I can't have, even have it on. The, yeah. You have not liked the hundredth episode <laughs> of uh, Abs in a Six Pack. Then. Oh my it god! For over fifteen hours. Yeah, yeah, that was a long one. Oh man! So there's That's your pod- hours that I'm awake during yeah. the day. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your podcast report. There's your podcast report on Rare Encounter. Check us out at rareencounter.net. You can always listen live. Uh, there's a link there. You can listen to us. You can pop in the chat room here. There's an IRC link, and so you can come chat away with the rest of these guys. As Booberry says, fact check false. And uh, yep, yep, yep. Lavash, Lavash says that the show was 145, but the live stream was over seven hours. I think the episode was pretty. Uh, the MP3 file that I, got posted I'm, was like five. Yeah, I've got Music B open right now, looking at it, and that's why I was able to say. 469 minutes and 53 seconds. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Very long. All righty. So let's see, what do we got for fun really stuff? Show. We got some entertainment uh, news to go through here. Uh, what kind of entertainment yeah. do you want to talk about? I think Casey has some... Uh, the entertainment I got to bring is anime-related. Some of the other stuff is just interest let's, or sad. Let's put that on the side and get... Uh, Casey, I think, yeah, brought some stuff got- to kick it up a notch here. Um, All right. Now, now I sent you a text a little while ago, and I said, "Yeah, I want to do Harry Potter clips on the show, Harry Potter fan film clips." And I just can't do it justice. I can go out and watch a couple of these things, but I'm not an aficionado of Harry Potter fan films, and so I can't find the good stuff. But Casey, you are. Yeah. So (laughs) there's good stuff. (laughs) Here's well, that's a good point, Cold. There's good stuff. (laughs) No. There is, but there isn't. (laughs) You see, what did I send you? 11 clips? You sent me too many. (laughs) Yeah, too many. And I had more than that. I have a second folder um, of extras, which I I, I listened to them all again. And I said, you know what? That's too many. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we got? I I got a bunch of MP3s here. Um, Yeah, so let me give you a little background about what happened, though. So yeah, you sent me a text in... What, in the middle of the night? From, what, a strip club or something? Uh, where, were, maybe? where were you? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You, you sent me a text and you're like, <laughs> you want to go do some work for me and listen to a bunch of Harry Potter fan film clips? Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what I said. <laughs> that's what I That's what I heard. You know, no, I, I, I don't know Every what guy said. says when he's at the strip club. <laughs> Anyway, so of course I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. I'm looking at my text now. I want to. You didn't see it. Come on. (laughs) I'm looking. I'm looking at my text. I want to see what I actually said to you. No, keep going. Keep going. All right. Well, so I'm like, yeah, of course I can. I can find some wacky wizards. I can find some silly spells. It's gonna be great. It'll be hilarious. I I bet I can find a bunch of, you know, cheesy clips and stuff. Um, little one-liners and things that we can listen to. You can, you know. Spice up the show a little bit with some magic. Um, and I, you know, went on YouTube and there's playlists and playlists of this because it's been out for, th- what, 30 years almost? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think like 1997 was when the first Harry Potter book was uh, published. And then the movies have been out since, you know, 2000 or whatever. Um, And there's so many. There's hundreds of these things. Oh, good for us. And they are not short. Like I was expecting, um, you know... People in the kid, teenagers in the backyard, you got your mom's bathrobe on, <laughs> some stick you picked up off the back of the ground. There are some po- Harry Potter fan films that are almost indistinguishable from theatrical movies. Oh, Lord. I'm talking almost two straight hours long, professional lighting, original scores, <laughs> costuming, hey, hired if, actors. If it's can crazy. Do it for Star Trek. Yeah, they can't. Some of these, though, are brand new. These are still being put out even to today. There was a French company, uh, like um, an organization, and they crowdfunded a full feature-length Harry Potter fan film in French. I don't have that one because it was all in French, and I couldn't actually find it. And it was basically, you know, almost as good as the actual movies. They had trailers. They had behind-the-scenes like oh, featurettes Lord. and things. It was ridiculous. So as soon as I found realized that's what I was looking at, I wasn't finding you know as many you know cutesy home movies and things mm. that you probably would have made. Um, I had to sort of reevaluate what I was looking at, and um, the majority of these are super over dramatic. Yeah. Um, so let's get started. We'll yeah, just, okay. I'll just Tell show me- you. One that, just to show you what we're dealing with here, um, start off with Black Bloodline 1. This is important. Magical purity is getting weaker. We need to ensure that the Black Line remains powerful. You need to set an example. Oh, boy. Yes. So, I would say probably the average sort of age range of the people in these films are between 25 and, like, 50. They have a huge range of people um, in this. And this is like a gentleman, I think he's probably like 45 or 50 years old, you know, playing the characters of character's father who has never appeared in oh. books. I it's thought you incredible. were saying he's played Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no. He's playing <laughs> the father of a character who, like, this is a prequel or something. Play number two. You are a disgrace to our family. You will marry first and then you will leave house i will no longer have to deal with you (laughs) this super melodramatic music is under 90 percent of these films with very little dead air it's the same just constantly and i've listened i've watched probably 25 of these things Oh it's my the God. same music, I swear. I think that there is a probably a playlist of you know free to use music. Oh, it's like for yeah, these. free music archive. Uh, people yeah. just go download dramatic music one, dramatic music four. It's it's Harry Potter specific though. I think oh. somebody went out and made free to use musical scores because I I would swear to you this is the same music in ninety <laughs> percent of these. What else? What are, what are these other clips here? What do we got? What else do we got here? So, um, my favorite ones of all of these, we got to do these at least, is from the, the one that I found the most entertaining. Um, this was a fan film, which was all about the background of the main villain of Harry Potter, 
Lord Voldemort. Okay. And so this is set in, I think, the late 80s. It's never explicitly stated. You just kind of have to know, you know. He's like um, a goofy college <laughs> freshman, you know, hanging out on the quad. Is that the kind of thing? No. This is sort of a spy thriller sort of setting. Okay. We follow our main character, whose name I don't think is ever properly mentioned in any of these clips, so don't worry about it. Okay. Who is breaking into a secret Soviet wizard base. Okay. In order to steal back a powerful artifact that she believes is in there. And she gets captured and interrogated by the Soviet wizard cops. Does this persuade me? This is, yes, Soviet wizard cop, persuade me. Persuade me. Tell me every single detail. Oh, that's a good clip. Yeah. Nah, nah. I, this guy, I don't know who he was, but I loved him. Soviet wizard cop. You want to hear the exposition? Absolutely. As I thought, Tom of all Riddle. After Gila Grindelwald's fall, the Soviet lands were still brimming with dark magic. Artifacts that that bastard and his followers had been forced to hide after their defeats. But one of the Reconnaissance's teams had come across something unusual. An object damn well protected. Most capable among us gave up his life to overcome such magic. A diary, apparently belonging to a Tom Mavolo Riddle. I don't remember the CCCP being in uh, Harry Potter at all. <laughs> is that something I just he missed? He is very much. He is very much Hollywood Ruski. Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh, not a big part of it, but there are definitely Russian wizards in actual Harry Potter, yes. Okay. Uh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yep, they have their own school up there. Uh, can't remember the name of it, sorry. Uh but yeah, so there's a mixture of these sort of super overdramatic um, clips where they're saying, you know, borderline silly things. Um, so and then there's... <laughs> go ahead. I found, I found my original text to you, and I, yeah. I asked you for two specific things. I said, who is the sexiest Harry Potter, and what's the hottest fan kiss? Those are the two yeah. things I asked you for. <laughs> Couldn't find either. Oh, really? I, I could not. I bet if I looked, I probably could have eventually found a Harry Potter. I, people do not make fan films with Harry Potter in them. Really? The, these are all based off from the far more interesting eras within the Harry Potter universe, which is the early 80s and 70s. Oh, Lord. And then also in the future. <laughs> There's very little content that actually occurs during the Harry Potter books. Jeez. Um, let's see. What do we got here for... Uh, I've got Filthy Blood Trader. Oh, yeah, you can just play that anytime. The Dark Lord has asked you a question, Filthy Blood Traitor! Filthy Blood Traitor! <laughs> That's good. That might be a soundboard worthy. <laughs> that, that, yes, that does sound soundboard worthy. What are the rest and of then these? Another one just, um, just completely offhand. Hand solo. I mostly considered going because I wanted an excuse to throw a couple hexes Remus's way. He was being very mean to me. Oh, poor Sirius. He kept saying hand solo. On purpose! <laughs> Unbelievable. 
What's a peculiar name? It's pronounced Han Solo. <laughs> and he'd know that too if he just came and saw Star Wars with me. It is so good, Marlene, truly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. bad. Oh. <laughs> there we go. You're gonna have to ruin the heaven of your emotional corporatist crap. There we go. Um, let's see. There's <laughs> boring filler scene. Boring filler scene. Oh, this was <laughs> bound bound to be excellent. Muriel, did I ever tell you that I am probably the best cook in this family? Oh, don't listen to him. We've had to order takeout for months. No, no, we haven't. You burn every meal. <laughs> really? What exactly are we making? A classic American meal. It's called lasagna. <laughs> We have lasagna in England, you know. Well, my dad's... You know. <laughs> Alright. Next, we oh. layer on the noodles. <laughs> Come on! That's not, it's not even American! It's Italian food! I was really hoping... Fucking would, Americans! I always would, claiming everything <laughs> is theirs. I was really hoping he was going to say beef stroganoff. <laughs> I was going to bust, bust into the beef stroganoff side, but no. Initially, I had clipped out a classic American meal, lasagna. <laughs> lasagna. And just by itself, it was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you and still I, have that clip? Because that that is definitely a soundboard-worthy piece. Yeah, mm. of course. Let's see. We get a couple uh, left. I got uh, R of the State. Oh, whining. I'll play yeah. that. Yeah, it's the same girl. Let's go for a walk. I'm tired. <laughs> You've been sleeping for a million hours. Ugh, I just want to hibernate. Come on, get up. No! Stop <laughs> crying! Ugh. No! Yeah, she, that's what I, I originally labeled this Ugh. Ugh. Because Ugh is not, you don't say that. It's like, Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, I just want to hibernate. <laughs> uh, from the same uh, series. Typical. <laughs> From that same particular series, um, Aura of the State, yeah. That's Who are one. you? What do you want? I want whatever it is you're hiding. <laughs> Calm down. I'm not here to play games, nor am I here to harm you. I'm an Aura of the State, and I've come to help. I don't need your help. Well, then, that's cool. Cool? I will not fight with kids, and I will not leave until you come with me. But I'll never go with you. Then I shall not leave. What if you have to use the bathroom? I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Some of that sounds like it could be a bad Eng English hentai dub. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially at the especially at the first part of it. Oh yeah. So this this particular film um, takes place in America. Um, so that guy's accent is meant to be sort of like a Puritan English accent. Like a throwback, you know, because he's a wizard. Is right? this about colonial wizards? That it's modern day, but the colonial wizards, you know, they have a separate society, ah. so they kept their original colonial accent. Ah. That's why I think colonial he was colonial wizard for it. marines. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think there's only two left, isn't there? What do we got? Quidditch is stupid. Quidditch is stupid. It's just plain stupid. What is Quidditch? People running around on brooms chasing flying balls? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Worse than a fantasy. Ah, uh, uh. dumb Quidditch. And I'll play, I get the last one, it was, I'm just a second year, right? 
Yeah. yeah I'm just a second year student, Tom. And I hardly know anything about myself. That's hentai dub. But there is one yeah. thing I do know. You're exceptional. I have Definitely no hentai dub. Yep. You will surely become the greatest wizard ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me play one of these. Pretty much. I'm He's here for your pretty stepsister. So just stand <laughs> away from the female and let me do my job and nobody gets hurt. Okay. Seiji. Forget it. I'm not handing her over. I'm through messing around with you. Ah! Who are you? I'm the baddest, boldest motherfucker with a mustache <laughs> that you will ever see. Woo! <laughs> I'm gonna Pretty, come. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's you're not that far off. So <laughs> this particular one, um, that actress is clearly like 20, 25. I don't know if you caught it. She says, I'm a second year student. She's 12. Yeah. The character is supposed to be 12. In oh, this. this is Hollywood casting. Uh, this is Hollywood casting. This is the 22 yeah. year old pretending to be 14. Never yeah. mind the fact that I look twice my age. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I got. <laughs> All right, I got to run down this list so there's no Harry Potters. There was, I did not come across a single Harry Potter. So there's no, saw... there's no sexiest Harry Potter then. So we got to strike out on that one. Okay. And then I said, what's the hottest fan kiss? There wasn't any. There, what? I'm telling you. Bro, listen, ro romance was not a, a part of any of these. If there's and one, I, no. I listened, I watched like 20. What Every I know single about damn book had romance. Even the first one what I, was hinting at it. Come on. What, what I know about fan creators. What are you doing? Harry Potter it, fans are horny as fuck. You're telling me there's nothing in these. <laughs> there was. There was. I mean, was it Fifty Shades of Grey like a Harry Potter fanfic? No. No, that was that was Twilight. Was it Twilight a Harry Potter fanfic? fanfic? No. Ah, well, it's all the same to me. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it? I thought it should have been. But it started off as like My Immortal. <laughs> oh, the Evanescence album? No, no, My Immortal, the fanfic. Oh, is it a fanfic <laughs> of the Evanescence song? It pretty much. Okay, no. just check it. <laughs> no, it's not. I wrote a fanfiction about this song. Oh no. You have to read between the lines, but it is. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, I was weirdly surprised. I thought it was going to go a different way too. I'm sure it's out there, but you know, I watched a bunch of them in order, you know, on a playlist. This is what I found. I did not find Jeez. any cheese. Yeah. What about, it. you know, like the, were they all was, English was, accents or was there like a, you know, a Polish oh. guy pretending to do an English accent, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I actually do have some more. I could send you some well, more if you want. Yeah, and we got know. enough. No, yeah. save us, please. Here, <laughs> like, this is the stuff that I ran into when I was looking for Star Wars fanfics when we did that round. I mean, this was... Just listen to the acting in this one. Uh, Wife and daughter. Yes, Papa. I have some most wonderful news. Tell us, great husband. Family. The legend that is Luke Skywalker has returned. Return. 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 I'm looking for shit like that. That's what I'm looking. That's what my uh, bread and potatoes of the bit. It's been it's been replaced. <laughs> by... <laughs> Did you try other websites besides YouTube? Yeah. 
So like OnlyFans or I don't know. No, I didn't try OnlyFans. I'm sure there's some Harry Potter stuff out there. Oh, definitely. But I didn't find it. And I looked for, you know, how long I looked. Uh, Humbug. But yeah, no, there definitely was. There's a lot of uh, German people doing English accents. Okay. Um, Like I said, there's some French people doing English accents. Um, It's virtually unlistenable. They have. How about English people doing French accents? (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. Did they have a that. World War II uh, setting at all? Yep. So, do we have Nazi wizards? I mean, yeah. I don't. I didn't clip any because there wasn't ah! any. No, no. We're listen. gonna re-educate when I say, you. You would be re-educated. When I say Nazi wizards, uh, there's no nothing clippable, nothing ah. obviously funny that I found. Um, besides, besides, that stuff's actually been covered in the literature itself, I believe. The whole Grindelwald shit. Yeah, there's a lot of Grindelwald stuff. Um, a lot of it, though, is just showing off, you know, visuals and effects for... They're, you know, trying to make magic battles and stuff. Uh, not, yes. not, not too much look talking. At, look at me, I've got a copy of Particle Illusion. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll give myself one of those. <laughs> All right, so we got Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan films. Uh, were were any of them particularly? Uh, you don't need to give a specific. I just want to ask the general question: Were any of them actually good from a film perspective at all, or were they all shit? I mean, I'm just okay. I know the answer. They're all shit. Okay, I got it. I, there's there wasn't a single one that I didn't have major annoying complaints. Message about. received. They're all <laughs> shit. I got it. Okay, now I've I've seen some I've seen some Star Trek fan films and it's amazing the production quality they have on those. It doesn't hurt that there's like several like past show crew and occasionally even cast who participate in them. Oh yeah. But often the the acting and the writing, I mean like more wooden than than the Black Forest, right? Yeah. yeah that's kind of where I came got stuck to where this, this either, this, either the, the, they actually some of them the some of them they actually sounded like they were trying to put in some effort but yeah i can definitely i can definitely see them having like like shoestring budget and the worst production skills this side of a uh, art college it like it kind of depends because it's like some of them they have these they're shooting on location. They have like these beautiful shots. A couple of these had trained owls in them. They had actual owls. And okay, so like, then from it visually, sounds like the production pretty, quality is good. It, it looks pretty good, but then the the actual like the topic or the acting or the dialogue, it just it shit. Falls. It just it just doesn't work. Uh, and I kind of feel like a lot of it is because a lot of these I think are made by Americans. I don't know exactly of the ones we listen to, but they're trying to put on this weirdly overly formal Britishism accent. And even if the accent itself is fine, the dialogue, like you heard some of these, it's just, what is this phrasing that they're saying? Because the only English stuff they know about is Harry Harry Potter Potter and Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. So if we were going to make a Harry Potter fan film, what would our... Can we do World War II? Like, First of uh, all, we wouldn't. Oh, come on. All right. To do I'd be World shut War down. II? Yeah, I mean, Lewis, can we have, like, Hitler as a wizard or something? Yeah, that's already part of Harry Potter. Grindelwald was the, was the wizarding Hitler. Uh, yeah. They teamed up together. You don't? Did you even read Harry Potter? Yeah, I read, like, four books. 
Oh, so you didn't hear about the part where Hitler and Grindelwald teamed up? No, I didn't. Is that real? I I read yeah. I read all seven of the original books. I never bothered with any of the stuff afterwards, like the like the supposed so stage play that was supposed to be a sequel to the whole series with Harry's kid and everything, or any of the magical creatures books or any of that shit. Mm. Have you ever seen the um, the musical? Is it like Shrek no? The I, I avoid musicals like they are the fucking plague. I can't Wait, stand fucking hold on. musicals. It, it wasn't clippable. It I wasn't really cl- Listen, it wasn't cl- really clippable. Can at you, least I didn't feel like it was. Can you hum a uh, few bars? No. Ah. <laughs> it's um. It's on. It's it's on YouTube. It's it's split up into parts though. Yeah, the Star Kid Potter Harry Potter musical. It's like Harry Potter abridged the musical. It's very funny. But okay, it's, abridged? Um, abridged. Those are usually good. Yeah, it is abridged. It's it's very very funny, but it's it's kind of not really clippable because uh, audience background noise. Uh, so I yeah. tried. I was like, hmm, can I clip anything from this? And I I just couldn't. I didn't want to sit there for two hours and try to figure it out. Oh, but that that I would say fair, is one fan enough. work fair that enough. is actually very fun and worth watching. All right. Well, okay. I guess maybe I... that's the problem. None of them had any ma- like they had magic, but none of them had any magic. Sex. Oh no, oh. <laughs> 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 they didn't have any of that either. But <laughs> I there's a market. Believe me, you're sexy. Harry Alrighty, Potter. shall we shall we go on to some other news? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. You want to hit us with a river? Yeah, I, I've, had, I've had enough of the Harry Potter to to last me to last me a month. Maybe longer. Do you want to do the uh, river? So I'm, I'm going to take us from I'm going to take us from laughing our asses off to feeling a little bit <gasps> sad. Aww, aww. Apparently, it looks like it's the end days for Japan's arcades. Uh oh. Where am yeah. I going to play DDR? In those weird washing in machine an, looking an games. In American arcade, I would assume. But yeah. Apparently, thing. They were already in decline before COVID, but now it's like, it's like they're just dying right oh, out. Man, there's some crazy games they had, like the table flipping game. Do you ever see that one? Did no, you? I've only seen I've only seen like table flipping animations that people have drawn and posted in places. This is a game where uh, the controller of the arcade cabinet is a table, and the way that you play the game is you. You hit the table, <laughs> and so it's it's almost like a rhythm game. So you hit the table, and it makes everyone at the table mad. And you have to hit it at just the right time to get the anger score up as high as possible. And then right when it's at the peak, you take the table and you flip it over. And what ah, happens on this screen cool. is it flips the table over, and it blows through the wall in the back of the the kitchen, and it goes through the next apartment. It goes out on the street. It bounces over cars, and you see how far you can get the table to go. And that's how you play the game. And I crawled. Oh, it's like so. It's like Nanaka Crash, but instead of instead of yeah. like straight on, it's uh, no, actually not like Nanaka Crash. Like like With one the- of those other games where it's just like you launch something and see how far it goes. Except that you're looking at it not from a side perspective, but like as it's going off into the distance. You f- you flip physically flip the table, and then you it flies through the screen, and you know, and you try and get as many points as you can by. Getting it to go as far, yeah, it's kind of like Nanaka Crash, but there's it's between that and some of these crazy rhythm games. You know, there's some uh, there's some fun stuff out there that never made it to the states. 
That's sad. Yeah, there is a, there is a lot of there is a lot of interesting stuff in the in the arcades there. But yeah, a lot of it it's like COVID is what's really killing it off at this point. But I mean like like I said, it was already they were already on the way down. Right? But now it's like because nobody's going to them because they're all sheltering in place, right? From yeah. the from the vid. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I put a picture of the table flipping game in the uh, the show notes at the top. Oh, cool! We'll have to we'll have to put them in for when we publish the episode. <laughs> well, we had a River Dave update. This is actually good news, not yes, sad news. Yes, we did. Good news. Ooh, so, what's the good, going on? Yeah, River Dave got a uh, check from a guy named Alex Carp, who I wasn't yep. familiar with. He's a uh, tech multimillionaire, I think, or is he a billionaire? Billionaire. He's a billionaire. Billionaire. He's, he's one of the co-founders of Palantir. He just broke the billion dollar mark. I think he's just a little above that, if I understand correctly. Um, and he wrote uh, River Dave a check for $180,000 so wow. that he can, uh, I don't know, get on with his life, even though his cabin was burned down mm-hmm. <laughs> up in the river in New Hampshire. Yeah, so that was good. There are some new pictures of, uh, of uh, River Dave. People like the pictures of River Dave. You can go see it in the article. Uh, I linked it in. Uh, let me find it in the notes here. River Dave update, blah, blah, blah. I oh, got never mind, I lost it. Oh, you got it? Yep. There you go. There's River Dave. No, River Dave's looking pretty good with the new khakis and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he's looking nice and tidy and everything. I think Land's End uh, should do a photo shoot. They should have the fall fall uh, fashion with River Dave, and they would sell. <laughs> I, I swear, this would be a great marketing move for him. There's my tip. Million dollar idea on Rare Encounter. Mm-hmm. They they should have a Land's End watch on his uh, on his wrist, but we'll see. As we're on as we're on the topic of uh, hot news, so do you hear about Epic suing Go- suing Google? No, I didn't. Tell me more. Yeah. So remember the whole Epic versus Apple thing. At the around the same time, they also started a suit against Google and. But there was little detail about it, and people are like, oh, Google's not doing the same sort of bullshit that Apple is. Why are they suing them? Turns out that Google has been doing this whole thing for a while where they've essentially been bribing other game developers to stay on the Google Play Store and cut off any possible air supply for Epic Games Store on Android. Yeah, that sounds typical. Like, typical bad behavior. Well, I don't know. Is it mm-hmm. bad behavior if you're trying to... you got to lock down those exclusives. It's not like locking down exclusives. It's it's taking advantage of a monopoly position. Well, I mean, the judge will decide that, I think. The judge did. The judge actually unsealed the, uh, unsealed the complaint. Okay. The Epic v. Google lawsuit finally makes sense. Google pulled every trick it could... An unredacted complaint alleges. So, it, so not only not only were they not only were they bribing, not only were they bribing developers to stay on the Play Store, but they were also increasing uh, profit share, like paying off paying off uh, device makers and uh, phone companies if they would not stick on any other app stores on the devices that they offered. Hmm. Not even the Samsung App Store. Now, if, you know what that you know what that reminds me of. Hearing that, 
that reminds me of that reminds me of Microsoft in the mid to late '90s when they would say, "Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you Windows OEM licenses for your computers for pretty much pennies." So long as you don't, so long as you don't put on any Lotus software, or WordPerfect, yeah. or anything else, just Microsoft software. And where did that land them? Yeah. Right. In an that antitrust land, that suit. That landed them in, yeah, in an antitrust suit. Right. Here's Google doing the same fucking thing, and on top of that, bribing anyone who might go towards Epic Store to not do so. Right. This is this is very much this is very much a antitrust case in the making. Yep. Well, you know, go, keep uh, in mind also, uh, thirty six state attorneys general were making the same were making uh, allegations that Google was doing the same thing against Samsung and their Galaxy Store. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So, so yeah, Project Agave for Google trying to fuck over Samsung. And Project Hug for fucking over Epic. Hmm. So there is there is definitely a huge like antitrust issue going on here, and Epic is just part. Epic is just part of it. Do you think Google has internally like a uh, a chant the way Microsoft had a chant back when they were doing antitrust things? Like because when Microsoft was trying to shut out Lotus from everything, they had so I'm told. Uh, a, a little rhyme that they would say when they're talking about, you know, Windows patching, uh, you know, Excel, when Microsoft Excel would have all these advantages because it's uh, tied into the operating system and all those hidden hooks. Yeah, no, they you know, get to Google does something totally different. So, well, I'm, I'm asking about the chant, though. Google, I'm asking about Google, if they had a rhyme for it. Yeah, I don't think. No, they don't have a chant. They might have a two minute hate, but primarily what they have is is like Google's own double speak where. Uh, on one hand, the employees at Google know that they're like doing like things that are that are essentially against the law and definitely anti-market. While at the same time, saying and thinking that they're not doing any such thing and that everything they're doing is for the customer, the consumer, oh, yeah. the end user. So they've got like like literal double speak going on where like double think right right out in 1984 where they're taking two different opposing things right and they're they're overriding one with the other to avoid the cognitive dissonance of their actual actions. Yeah. At least Microsoft knew what they were doing. They had that uh, they had their chant where they used to say Windows ain't done till Lotus won't run is what the saying was. So I'm told. With what I was just talking about, I should actually dig up this Google Speak article and stick that into the show notes as well because it is it is fucking creepy reading about that. Yeah, well, Google doing creepy shit's nothing new. That's very true. They're uh, not exactly the most trusted corporation in the world. I wonder what the most trusted now for, corporation now in the for world another is. bit of now for another bit of uh, very recent news. I I know it's already been covered on. On a few shows, it, it was brought up in uh, in discussion last night on DH Unplugged, but OnlyFans is no longer going to be banning pornography. Yeah, I heard this one. Yeah, they were never going to do it. That's well, my comment. They, they were never going to do it. It was all they were never going publicity. to survive doing it. <laughs> they were never going to survive doing it because they know top to bottom that that is their that is their money maker. 
regardless regardless of what the banks of what the credit payment companies want like if they're not if they're not peddling homemade porn then they're nothing there is no there is no value add to them that you can't already get like off a of tiktok other than like tits and pussy essentially Ah, ah, good job. Well, now, what I, now the thing is, like, it was it was being mentioned, it was being mentioned on No Agenda and on DH Unplugged that this was it was the banks that were pushing this, and I don't think it was actually the banks pushing it so much as it was the credit card companies. Yep. Because there's always been this big thing since like people have been able to make f purchases over the phone or or in various places where you'd buy, you'd buy like some adult goods or you'd pay, use your credit card to pay for some adult services. And then the missus finds the, finds the bill and asks, what are these items all about? And you go, I don't know. It must've been, somebody must've gotten the number. It's fraud. And you know who ends up holding the bag in those cases the credit card company. Visa and MasterCard. And there is a lot there is a lot of that sort of fraud going on. Not not the not the companies committing fraud against the credit card companies, but the credit card holders doing it simply to save their asses against like getting whooped by the missus. Mm. Right? Or probably you know what and I so think that's why that's me. why like the credit card companies have always had like a really dim opinion of the adult entertainment and adult product industries is because you know, they see that and what they see is a huge amount of risk for them. What were you saying, Casey? I was just going to say, you just made me think of something. I bet you're right about that, but I wonder how many people do chargebacks because I know that, you know, everybody knows OnlyFans is for porn, but a lot of people on there, uh, you know, famous celebrities and stuff, they don't actually have porn. They advertise it as if they do, but they don't. So oh, I the remember. old flimflam. They give them the I switcheroo. Remember, the, the old, the old Belle Daphine. <laughs> oh, you know who it was? It was, Bella, was it Bella Thorne who did that? Who was it? Bella. Somebody, there was a story a little while ago, and I don't remember if this is what it was. Just, yeah, just ludes. That Midas just said, um, where Midas, Midas, <laughs> whatever. I don't. <laughs> whatever. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Midas doesn't matter. Sorry, Midas. You oh, do poor matter. Midas. You matter to me. King These Midas. guys don't. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I'm. Th how many people do you think do chargebacks? That could probably be something. That, I've uh, never done a. I've never done a chargeback in my life. I mean specifically. I've done. Fans. I've done a chargeback once or twice. Once because I was actually getting. Uh, I was actually getting ripped off. There was charges appearing on my bill that I had not approved, even though I did approve the original charge in that case. They just continued billing me, so there was a chargeback in that case, and but that's about it. So it was like, it was like an actual situation where chargeback is legitimate right mm. yeah but what i'm saying is on OnlyFans specifically annoyed or angry that people i would not think know companies. they get and betrayed then and then yeah. they're like that isn't what i was told i was gonna get and then they just charge it back ah. and if enough people do it how that could be like something 
I could see them legitimately, the credit card companies legitimately saying, hey, why are all these people charging back all the time on your platform? I was told there'd be titties. Where are they? That was my impression of them. Yeah, that that could be part of it. Now, there's there's ways around this as well. Like, uh, like they could create like uh, OnlyFans tokens or OnlyFans coins. You pay, you buy a bunch of them, right, with your credit card, and then you can you can spend those on the content creators. I mean, and like at then that point, if there like, is a desire for for a chargeback, it's simply between you and OnlyFans. You get your tokens back, right? Yeah. Like uh, like all these various like in-game purchases, right? You you pay for a bunch of points, and then you can spend your points on stuff in-game. So what you're saying is we all need to go to Bitcoin Lightning so that you can't do a chargeback. <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> we'll all be on the crypto. Where is the... Uh, crypto the... titties. I'm afraid to ask, where's the, where, is there a company that does that yet? There has to be by now. There, there has to be. I have, I don't know of it, but there's got to be. I would be totally surprised if there is not somebody already doing, like, crypto titties out there. So I, I'm going to talk about this. Hell, with I Sir bet Spencer. you somebody's already bought the domain, <laughs> cryptotitties.com. Okay. And well, you're looking it up. Of, hey, course. of course I am. Um... Origin DNS. Typical. Oh, uh, yeah. Cloudflare error. I don't know. I get some weird thing. I don't know. I need my to talk personal to... Opinion... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, my personal opinion, the concept of OnlyFans in general is oh. so dumb. <laughs> I really don't oh, yeah. care. It, it's very dumb. It's like the entire concept. I'm like, what? why? Why would you pay money just to follow a celebrity for any reason like that. Is it like to, I think the original concept was it's supposed to replace what, like fan clubs, but those are free. So why would yeah. you pay? And you know, so, some fan clubs, you get know. a magazine out of it, like the Lego fan club. Yeah. You actually get something <laughs> if you pay your dues. Some people just want to see celebrity tits. What can I say? I mean, like I remember, I remember back in the late nineties, You'd find the you'd find these sites that like would offer celebrity nudes, and I mean like ninety nine percent of the time, what it was is like a half decently done Photoshop of of taking some celebrity's head and sticking it on some porn star's body. Right, and people would flock to these things, flock to these sites. Like you'd see the counter going up. Like back in the day, you remember you remember those site counters, and they'd be oh, going the up by page. dozens, dozens every time you hit refresh, because all these people were were trying to get their were trying to get their celebrity, you know, gifs and JPEGs, right? That are like I mean, like thumbnail size compared to what we see today, but like they're like hot for they're hot for like naked celebrities, even if it's totally fake. I know, but it's it's like it, I feel like specifically this format encourages like a a weird parasocial relationship where people are like encouraged to feel like you know they actually know a celebrity or they're dating them or they're friends with them because you know it gives them the opportunity to talk directly to these people even though oh, if you're just yeah. DMing them because a lot of it I think is yeah you you can 
DM them and they can respond back to you and send mass messages out to all their followers saying, hey, everybody, I'm so sorry I wasn't around lately. New content coming soon. You know, stuff like that. And it, I think it's, I don't know. I don't like it personally. So what kind of porn site would you run? Uh, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Just check it. I wouldn't run a porn star. I, I mean, I wouldn't run a what? porn site. Yes. You want to be an Air Force Ranger? Hut, hut, hut! What are you doing? You're running them? It's called Hint. And it's art. Get on those track boots, man! It's dumb. That was such a slip. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, my God. We're going out to the track today. You're going to do 10 miles. Oh, boy. What's next? Titties bouncing the whole way. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. We got some, uh, some, we did the River Dave update. Um, for anime, I don't have anything. I was going to skip all my anime shit, uh, but I had some. Oh, I, wa I, wanted, I wanted to bring up uh, Kanojo Mo Kanojo. Well, okay. Uh, give me two seconds. I'll do my, my thing I was going to skip, though. Um, all right. I've got very important news from, uh, from the Higurashi <gasps> front. Uh, I've discovered. After watching an episode again, that Sadako wears a fanny pack, and that's all I have to report. <laughs> and I didn't notice this. Fanny for a, pack. She has a fanny pack, and so I put a picture of her uh, stupid fanny this pack. This whole time, the whole time. It has a fish on it. It's kind of cute. There's oh, nothing wrong with the fanny whole packs. time. I think she keeps her gun in there to shoot other children with it. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the fanny clever. pack is by far the best. Um, bag-like thing that you can have. Uh -huh. You know, not a bag, not a purse, not a backpack. Fanny pack is the optimal carrying experience. Hmm. So long, so long as it's one of the fanny packs that are at the back. Those ones where the pouch is at the front just look totally retarded. Hmm. Yeah, I just went through this whole issue trying to find a good-looking one. You can't. Oh, good-looking fanny pack. I'm sure there's yeah, plenty of those. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> They're all ugly. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah, if they're in the front and they have like, it depends on the shape. They all have like this weird shape to them. It's sort of like yeah, uh, that doesn't help either. It doesn't help. So you have to find one first with the right shape, and it can't be too bulky. And oh, you don't want a bulky. You, you have to be able to wear it on the front because if it's on the back, then people can just steal stuff out of it. Huh. So it's like this is why this is why I'm all about the uh, cargo shorts. Cargo. I don't care if they are considered out of style nowadays. Hey, cargo shorts are in style. I hope because I'm wearing. I heard. I heard they're out of style this year, <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm still gonna wear them anyway. How I'm gonna? How am I gonna carry like ten things in my pocket without cargo shorts? It depends shorts? on the. I think the color yeah. and the material. Well, minor nice. Minor nice khaki material. Is is wrinkly a material? Because that's what minor <laughs> made out of. Uh, zip off uh, legs or no? Oh, they're snap off. Nope. <laughs> they're they're tear away pants. Shorts. You know, I think I saw something in Mulan. In Mulan? Yeah. I thought you said Mulan for a second. I'm thinking, what Italy? <laughs> no, Mulan, the movie, uh, the the uh, Chinese uh, thing. Chinese Disney. The the Chinese mouse. Yes, tell me about the Chinese mouse. The Chinese mouse. Man, I in Mulan. Don't even Yes, in Milan. Um, that was, uh, I don't know what you're uh, expecting me to say right now. <laughs> I don't know, it's just fucking riffing, I don't know. Be a man. 
That was a good song. I used to hear that at karaoke once in a while. Someone would put it on and the whole bar would sing along. Be a man as swift as a coursing river. It's a good song. It was. The guitar in that was great. <laughs> did they have that did, in the you, new Mulan movie? No, there's no song. I don't think there are uh, any they, songs. You know, that's the Disney uh, paradigm now. Don't be a man. They should have had a song that, they should have had a song that says, <laughs> don't be a man. You know, <laughs> that's the Disney play these days. <laughs> good job. Oh, man. So what do you got for anime, Cole? You had some anime to bring up. You were going to talk about Kanju Kanju Kanjo, yeah, right? Kanju Kanju Kanjo? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about anime, not about uh, not about pervy visual novel. Not Kanju Kanju Kanjo? You're talking about two Kanjos, no. not three Kanjos. Just checking. Kanju Mokinanjo. Kanju Are you even saying it right? Ka-no-jo. Kanojo. I think it's like Tora Tora Tora. You would. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Oh, boy. There's a, hey, so World anyway, War II. Hey, this come was on. The, uh, this it's, was the not-at-all-awaited NTR episode. Remember that Harry Potter where they, where they bomb Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Tora, Tora, Tora. Was that a spell? No, okay. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> Just do what you want. God. Well, that was the yeah, code word. So that was a code word. They said bomb Pearl Hardware. It was a uh, Pearl Hard Hardware. Pearl <laughs> Hardware. <laughs> Don't bomb Pearl Hardware. <laughs> but, man, this Bud Light Platinum is a little much for me, I think. Um, phrasing? Uh, no, it was Tora, Tora, Tora. That was the code word, wasn't it? If I recall correctly? Probably. I'll, I'll shut up. Just ignore everything I've said for the past 30 seconds. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Alrighty, so, as I was saying, this was the not-at-all-awaited NTR episode. And it also explained that women may not actually be attracted to you, they may simply be in heat. <gasps> this is anime, man. <laughs> Tell me more! <laughs> the things you learn when you watch Japanese animation. You be careful, I have my stomp already. <laughs> so anyway, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of screenshots from this episode, episode eight, I believe, and it's just absolutely hilarious. I mean, I mean, we talked last episode about the guy who created the manga here, right? Hiro yeah, Yuki, right? Eight. Yep, Hiroyuki. Yep, who and who like, I, uh, I only recognized because he drew porn once. Yeah, because he drew the j, j jam it in one. Yes, indeed. Which, by the way, I ended up downloading <laughs> and sticking into an archive. It so that a... way, if it's ever required again in the future, we don't have to go hunting for it. Yes, it's a funny one. I, I you see, I, I'm I'm trying to be I'm like this is this is what it's it's not it's not that I'm downloading all the all these hentai manga for titillation no i'm just trying to be the john c dvorak of hentai you know i'm archive i'm an archivist okay yeah stomp that one <laughs> god what am i getting myself into i warned you too senpai no oh. <laughs> all right so when harry potter saw sailor moon what did they say to each other 
I mean, Shad, I guess it's just leave that one on the table. Let's move on. I'm not even going to say it on the air. That's too bad for me. I'm not going to say it. Okay, move on. But yeah, yeah. So everybody's got to go check the show notes, rareencounter.net, of course, and and check out these pictures because this is just absolutely ridiculous. Go go find and watch the episode too. It it's it's worth it. It's it's just so this entire series is just so incredibly batshit. It's so fun. Kanojo, Kanojo, Kanojo. Kanojo mo Kanojo. Unless you are looking <laughs> for anime titties to play with, then you can go to Kanojo, Kanojo, Kanojo. Kanojo, Kanojo, Kanojo. Oh, well. So, right, yeah, you. P- potato news. Oh, I thought you. I thought the next thing would be you do some like we. I was just doing some anime review. You do your book reviews because I know you got that on the plate. Oh sure. Um, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of global we'll, conflicts, we'll, we'll save, we'll save the mass, best, the potato news for last. Speaking of global conflicts and mass ca- mass casualty events, <laughs> I, was, I read uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the World War One novel. Uh, oh. Yeah, that explains the classic one. where your mind has been this whole time. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. No, no, if his mind was actually on that the whole time, this episode would not be nearly as silly. Because uh, that is an actual pretty serious book. Yeah. And in fact, it is it is referenced in 86. Yeah, that's one of I the reasons I mentioned that before. It was on the is top. That why, of, yeah. Is that why you were writing r- reading it? Yeah, cuz you brought that up on the show a little while ago and I was thinking about books I should read and uh well, I was on the road trip I pulled up some audiobooks and I wanted to do a literature book and I wanted to do, you know, some kind of throwaway like pulpy novel. So I did the first thing I, I got through was All Quiet on the Western Front, which is the classic um, World War One novel written from the Germans perspective. And it's about a guy named Paul who's enlists uh, out of high school and he thinks he's going to win the war by being so courageous. And, and it, when he gets out to the trenches and sees the gas and sees the uh the the horrors of war really changes his as mind his about what's going keep on dying as, as the as war goes his, on as all his high school friends he co-enlisted with you know keep dying off one after another you know it's a very um very i wouldn't say it's a downer of a book because that's an unfair way to describe it uh it makes it sound like you could dismiss it by it's just a downer but it's a it's a very uh hits close to home kind of book and especially because we're talking about a book about the Germans pre-Nazi Germany. So it's not about Nazis or anything. It's about World War One Germany uh, and their conflict more or less with the French. That's the the main enemy you see, but they also had Russians show up and there was some British army, you know, uh, but they're talking about the Western Front. And they were, he was, you know, fighting the French army at the time. And it's about the horror of being shelled and hanging out, trying to find some, most of it's about trying to find something to eat. They're just hungry all the time. But mm-hmm. the, um, there's some history behind the book. I mean, it was banned in a couple places, allegedly. I, I couldn't find a great reference for the book itself being banned by um, the Nazi-era Germans. But I yeah, I, find... don't, I don't think they. I don't think the book itself was actually banned, but the film was. The, the film was. I saw claims that it that the book was banned, and I didn't believe it because I also saw some notes about how it was a bestseller in Germany and is by a German author. And if you read the book, it's not uh, incompatible with with uh, some of the ideology of, uh, you know, World War Two era Germans. 
it, mm-hmm. in, in fact, it kind of promotes some of the ideas that they were pushing at the time. So it's like, I don't know if the book really uh, got banned. It may have been. Apparently, could just been missed, apparently but... it, was, it was burnt, though. Yeah, a bunch of books were burnt. A bunch of random books were burnt, and I don't think they knew what they were burning at the time. Uh, there were thousands of books that were burnt. Just like they went into a bookstore, they burned all the books inside it. So yeah, a lot of books were burnt, but it wasn't like it was an official thing. Um, the film was definitely banned. I know that much. Uh, I can't, the book might have been banned too. I can't find a good, accurate, you know, trustworthy historical reference that shows that though. So I'm going to stay on my, uh, my not, tip. This is in my Germany. Not it, yeah. They didn't like and, the, what I should say is the. for soldiers in various countries. The American. So, so the, the Austrian, the Austrian military, the Czechoslovak military, and the Italian military all banned their members from reading it. Yeah, I should, but not not because not because of the content so much as it was touted as a pacifist anti-war book. And I mean, that's the last thing you want your soldiers doing going on anti-war on you, right? So I see that description when you read the cliff notes for it. If you go and read the. Uh, like the not the Wikipedia page, but like the the general analysis, the generally accepted analysis. What's this book about? Oh, it's a pacifist book, and it's about how terrible wars. That wasn't the whole message of the book. It's it's such a classic thing to have a historically significant novel, and it it doesn't have to be a, about this war. I mean, you can go read it, it's Dostoevsky yeah. and then read the Cliff Notes for it, and the Cliff Notes are retarded. They don't know what the book was about. The well, analysis is dumb. Yeah, well, the best way to the best way really to describe All Quiet on the Western Front is it's a Bildungsroman. It's a who's a what? Bildungsroman. It's a it's a it's a genre about like the psychological and moral growth of the protagonist. Okay, I wasn't aware of that term. Yeah, it, it is a. Very, very good book. I enjoyed it. I listened to the audiobook. I think it was like six and a half hours. It wasn't long at all. Um, the other one I read was a pulpy novel. I, re- I read another Jack Reacher uh, novel. <laughs> and I like those, uh, the Lee Child books. Have have either of you ever read one of those? No. No. It's some good shit. Um, it's... I got, I got all my light novels and sci-fi to read. Uh, you'd like, you'd like Jack Reacher, I think. You should read Killing Floor. That was the first one. He's a uh, kind of hyper-competent protagonist. You know, he just, he does things right all the time, and he just kind of knows the right thing to do next. And it's so satisfying to read this book and just see him, like, s- you build up, you're not sure what's going to happen. And, oh, and the formula is, by the end of it, you know, by the end of it, he scores 11 on everything. You know what I do? Oh, what do you do? If I want that sort of feeling... I'll fire up either classic Doom or Doom 2016 oh, and no. just mow the <laughs> fuck through the demons because that's essentially what it sounds like. You're it, like the protagonist is essentially invincible. There's there's no real challenge to anything. No, that do, that does not that does not actually pick my interest. You are as, uh... a, as a novel. I want I want to I want to see and read about these people like actually facing they're demons or like at least having serious challenges that make them 
question themselves, question like their purpose or what they're doing in life or their lives in general. Oh, right? come on. You read these fucking visual novels where all the girls <laughs> fall for the protagonist was nothing interesting goes on with his fucking life. But other that girls is completely, are... that is completely different. Oh, when really? I read those sorts. It's, really? it's essentially for titillation. And even a lot of the ones that I will read, I mean, I've talked about it before about the about like the ones where it's actually like depressing. And sure, there may be there may be things where there's like fucking around and titties and vag happening all around the the protagonist. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like uh, it's like that's not all that's going on. Swan Song, remember Swan Song? I remember Swan Song. Yeah, that was a good, yeah. Good novel. Now, would you say that's like the protagonist is like is like oh is like all oh, great and he's surrounded by pussy? No, he's he's fucking surviving. He's trying to he's trying to survive. He's dealing with like this post-apocalyptic snowy situation, right? You made and, me like, just you made me watch Peter Grill and Hex Arrows. Fuck you, super. That's Hex something totally different. Okay, first of all, first of all. Peter Grill was, was hype. What was he? How many fights did Peter Grill lose? He won them all. That was his. Shtick, but that's right? a different. That's a different thing because Peter Grill. This is actually like for the. It's a comedy that's supposed to be like what happens to somebody who's in that situation and the bad things that come out of it. Oh, so. he's, he's not perfect. He's not handling everything great. No, he's being chased all around all the time by all these crazy women who want his seed so they can improve their own races. <laughs> you know, I called, you'd love Jack Reacher. You gotta go read some of these. I, I promise you, you'd like them. Yeah. The last book I read was Hyperion by Dan Simmons. Oh, fuck! Yes! That is a great book! Mm -hmm. That is one that is on my list, but I have ah, not gotten yeah. to. That is, I, I yeah. love that one. I knew that was going to be a reaction. Um, yeah. Well, what was, what did you think about the ending? Hyperion. Oh, there... you mean the one that isn't there? That was a great, I loved it. With all the, it's a frame yeah. novel with all these stories. Yeah, and yeah. It ends so with the, yeah, the yeah. Wizard of Oz joke at the end. Yeah, oh, it's great. And, the, and there's another book and you got to read the whole other book. Oh, yeah. the whole other book was great too. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, won't know it was because I won't be reading it. Oh, come on. <laughs> great book. I've been complaining about this book to everyone who will listen. That's a great book. <laughs> you got to be careful, you know. I like the I strike's like the gonna come for you if you, yeah. if you don't talk it up. <laughs> I like the idea, and I liked a lot of it, but it drove me crazy. <laughs> I don't. I could sit here for a whole episode and tell you all the things I disliked about this book. Oh come on! What about the the guy who was the? He had the virtual reality training. He kept seeing the the woman inside yeah. it. Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't yeah. it? That that one was good. I liked that one. Okay. So for anybody who has never read Hyperion, Hyperion is a science fiction book. Um, and it's sort of a... Uh, it's a frame the, story. It's, it's a frame story. It's sort of a um, Canterbury Tales style yeah. a thing where you have your main framing device of a group of people who don't know each other. They're all on... Uh, found themselves together a, a, on, on a pilgrimage to a specific place and none of them know who they are 
each other are and they don't want to tell anybody. So they draw lots and um, in order of what they drew, they tell their stories. Yeah. And each chapter is like a story. Yeah. Um, so first of all, first thing, there's like eight chapters in this book. First chapter's like 130 pages long. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So I sat down. I'm that like, was, I'll just read the first chapter tonight. <laughs> that was the priest in the lightning forest, and uh, he's, that was that was he gets my crucified. Ah, oh, that was gets, so that was good. my favorite okay, one. Stop, because, stop, stop spoiling it for me. Yeah, all right. I won't spoil chapter it. Chapter one. I'll just say, in general, it was it wasn't as bad as I thought. By it the end, it was great. <laughs> it was a fantastic book. I was complaining to everybody. I was like. Nothing is explained. I don't understand. Yeah, because, they didn't yeah, tell you because, what to think about it. No, no, because it's like the, Dan Simmons, he just says stuff. Yeah, He'll he just does. list off all these concepts that he has come up with in his mind of how his futuristic society works. And uh-huh. he'll just say them and never reference them again with no context. Yep. And you just kind of have to figure out eventually what matters and what doesn't and what he means like (laughs) (laughs) it took me halfway through the book to understand that far casting is like a uh like a stargate sort of thing yeah it's it's a teleporter yeah it's like a teleporter i thought for the entire first half of the book every time it was referenced it was um more like a like a virtual holographic representation of where you want to be oh like because podcasting you, you thought podcasting is a podcast <laughs> okay. more like like a holodeck situation because the first time i think it's really described it's in the guy's house right and he's like I, he's very rich and he can afford to have a farcaster house where you can go into different rooms and see all these amazing different sceneries on other planets and i don't know if it was just how it was phrased or if i just wasn't paying attention but i just thought it meant you're still physically in one place and you can just, yeah. So I got real confused and I don't think, I don't think it was, I'm that bad at understanding science fiction. Oh, you might be. I don't think so. (laughs) I think it was confusing. Well, don't read the second book then, because the second book is prime. Listen, if you I like already read. The, sci-fi. I went on Wikipedia and I looked it up and read the synopsis. You know, Bradley. Bradley oh, that's I was like, I was done that's because I, I was reading and I'm like, I have to at least finish it. I know he like, I know you like this book, so I better at least read the whole thing. And I got to the end and. And it ends with a Wizard of Oz gag. It was And it ends with a Wizard of Oz gag. And I was Like it's a joke. It's like a stupid pun at the end of the book. I love it. And I was so mad. I'm like, I can't believe. Thanks for spoiling it. It was great. I I didn't tell you what Wizard of Oz joke it was. Yeah, it's definitely the one you think it is, though. Thanks. Oh, man. So Bradley Cooper was supposed to direct a um, sci-fi channel miniseries version. You know. I was thinking about that. I was like, this. at first I was like, this could be a good movie because it has so many interesting visual ideas. I love the way he describes the different planets and, you know, their atmospheres and the, the weird things going on on Hyperion. Um, but yep. then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, hmm, well, th- there's no way you could put this in one movie. And miniseries. if you did a miniseries. Event series. It's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe if you got the right person to do it. And... Um, but I don't know. Not if it's going to end on a Wizard of Oz joke. 
<laughs> it's my favorite thing. It's such a serious novel that it ends on a stupid joke. Oh, dear. That's books for you. Um, Cold, what what'd you read uh, last? Was it a light novel, I suppose? Yeah, I'm I'm still working through the Hari Suzumiya books on this read through. Okay, so you started with the original the melancholy I start, I and the boredom the first, and the disappearance yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, mean my way. I'm on the uh, sigh. The, that was a good one too. I think it's the sigh actually, the one with the with the short stories after disappearance. I think that was the green cover was the sigh of that no, uh, it was yellow. Let me let me look it all up. Where is the list of books again? They're somewhere. Here they are. So I am currently on the Rampage of Hari Suzumiya. Oh, I I don't think I read that one. The Sigh was the second book. Yeah, I so read Melancholy. Read four of them. Sigh, Boredom. Yep. yep. Disappearance, disappearance. Rampage. I didn't read Rampage. Wavering. No. Intrigues. Indignation. Disassociation. Surprise, and then the new one, Intuition. Well, shit, they keep writing them, don't they? There's a big gap between 10 and 11. <laughs> or, sorry, between between 10 and 11 and 12, because 10 was actually two books. Surprise was published as two volumes, first half and second half, released the same day. Right? And then Intuition came out like... Nine and a half years later, mm. from like May and June 2011, and then the next one, November 25, 2020, with a physical edition not coming out until June of this year. Yeah. I'll get that when, well, wait a minute, June of this year? Yeah. Well, that was a couple months ago. <laughs> it is uh, August. It is August 25th, um, 2021, if I did read my... Uh, my header correctly at the start of the show. Yes, it, it came out two months ago and three days. And I bought it directly from Yen Press. Oh, so it'll, it'll be another two I and a half months. It'll be the only way to get like the special edition of it. <laughs> it'll be two and a half months before it gets to you. <laughs> no, no, I already have it. Oh, wait a minute. It actually arrived like like they were saying. It may be, it may be like four to six weeks before it arrives. And it was like one, maybe two. Mm. I made Casey watch the Disappearance movie once, if I recall correctly. Yes, you did. It was very long. It was very long, but I liked it. Yeah, that's a fun one. You know you know what's very long? Endless 8. <laughs> God. I never He hasn't made that. you watch that, has he? No, and I wouldn't put up with it <laughs> if he tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There, there's some things that I'll put up with, you know, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. We teased a potato news story, so I'm going to break into that really, really yes. fast, then we'll close the fuck this out of this show. This is the most important All story right. of the night. I need to know. Yeah, this is the potato news, potatopro.com. Uh, is where we get all our potato news on Rare Encounter. Let me pop this story in here. And this is kind of a uh, naive sort of story. So they have, this is a story about processing equipment manufacturers doing uh setups on their own equipment and microsoft from the, from the picture from the picture i was thinking is like some sort of like vr for potatoes thing it is well it's actually vr you got, you got like harold there wearing a vr set harold. and like fondling <laughs> fondling some wires his name is as harold he, as he prepares to go into the vr world did you just name no him? no it's because no because he <laughs> looks like hide the pain harold <laughs> <laughs> I guess he kind of looks like Hide the Pain Harold. 
I wasn't expecting him to have a name. Now, this is a company called TNA. Hey, how about that for a company name? Uh, manufactures potato processing equipment, and they struck a deal with Microsoft to have, um, when they do their setup for their equipment, they uh, they have this virtual, I, what do they call it, augmented reality headset that the technicians on site can put on and then connect all the little wires and cables and make sure it's working. Well, presumably some moron over at the corporate office is watching them, <laughs> pretending to watch them while they really go out and get coffee. Um, and the idea behind this whole stupid thing is that augmented reality is going to replace sending field engineers out to set up and commission Ooh. new manufacturing equipment, which is total bullshit. I've been that on... I've been on equipment uh, commissioning projects, and you cannot do that through a cell phone camera or a headset, you know, that you put on your head. It's uh, That's a terrible idea. It is such a yeah, bad this- story. So their idea is we're really setting up industrial hardware. We've got conveyor belts, and we've got all kinds of things, and we've got to plug it all in and and attach it the right way and set up the software and test it. And basically, the commissioning process for industrial, you know, machinery is might take weeks it might take months of setting things up and testing them and making sure it really works before you put it and into all production. It, and all it's going to take is all it's going to take is one is one middle management retard putting the putting this headset on and touching the wrong thing and having his hand ripped off yeah for it's every single insurance company out there to go yeah, no, remote remote servicing, no, you're not going to be insured if you do that. Yeah, you need to have an experienced field engineer who knows how to set the equipment up to be down there. Well, it doesn't because- necessarily have to be an engineer, but it has to be, like, a knowledgeable technician who can actually go and actually deal with all the fiddly little bits, not some... Not some asshole in a suit who doesn't know his left hand from his right yeah this is like i'm gonna you're gonna set up a whole factory process for me but we're gonna do it over um over uh you know apple not apple chat but you know some something like that like a uh facetime we're gonna have facetime our way through setting this factory up come on no you're not i bet these people think that factorio is like real and not just a video game it's I don't know. It's depressing. It looks like this is a Microsoft thing. So Microsoft's been in the potato business for a little while. They keep showing up in potato news, doing things like augmented reality. Well, and that's they had because their... Bill Gates are, owns all that farmland. He does? You do? You didn't hear about that? This, yeah. this is like old news. This was like being talked about on No Agenda months ago about all the farmland that Bill Gates has been buying up under various uh, various other ventures of his huh. no i wasn't aware of this is it oh, farmland yeah. in uh in latvia no in america across right? the united states oh yeah. yeah but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he had some if he had latvian potato property too <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so that was the whole story the whole story is that this company tna is they're going to install their equipment at your factory and uh they don't need to send anyone anymore they can just give you a VR headset, and then you'll install it yourself. Yeah, right. Like that's gonna happen. So I have a low opinion. Okay, that of this. would work. For, that would work for me. That would work for me. That would have worked for my dad back when he was alive. That would work for 
my well all of my well no my one of my uncles he's his hands are like totally seized up and he freezes up if it's like below 25 degrees so he wouldn't be able to do that anymore lifetime lifetime of working in cold airport hangers oh jeez will do that to you apparently and but like the like my family it generally has like technical minded people we could do this sort of thing some some fucking rando? No, I don't see it working in that case. You, even like, even if like you have the headset to help you like guide, like this goes into that and that goes into this and gigging. like adjust the flex capacitor to here, <laughs> right? I mean, when you, when you have that sort of technical knowledge to begin with and you know what the instructions are saying and what the what the special little things on the heads up display are telling you what to do then it might work but it's not going to be some situation where like some dude in accounting is going <laughs> to yeah. is going to like come down and like fix the machines through through like a he VR headset no, like that that is that is just a recipe for disaster. I don't know I don't care how well he might be able to crunch a budget, he is not gonna be able to handle that without getting himself gloved at the very least. Yep. Degloving. You gotta be degloving when you do this <sighs> shit. Alright, well, on that happy note, <laughs> let's talk about degloving. <laughs> if you know what degloving is, then the yeah, unfortunately. Then uh, you can you can uh, sing along with the rest of us. But until next time, with all ten of my fingers, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. And I'm Casey. Adios. Adios. I had a good woman, but you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?